Hi, this is Victoria Nolley and here with me again is Professor Peter Cameron. Professor Cameron is the Director of the Center for Energy, Petroleum, Mineral Law and Policy at the University of Dundee. As I mentioned in my previous videos, he has been my supervisor since 2013 and he has also supervised various students who are now very successful in their career. Um, in the previous videos, we tackled decommissioning of oil and gas installations, and also we talked about local content provisions. Today, in this video, we want to focus more on the 21st century challenges faced by energy investors. Professor Cameron has written lots of books, more than 10 books and more than 100 articles, and he has a book focused on energy investments. So I thought this would be a good background for him to tell us more about the energy challenges faced by investors. But before we start, I'd like Professor Cameron to introduce himself again. All right, thank you very much, Victoria. Uh, I have indeed written a, a, a great deal, but the, the book I'm very pleased with was that international energy investment book. There've been a lot of books written about international investment law, but, but very few have really focused on energy. So uh, that was published by Oxford University Press about a few years ago now, and I'm doing a second edition, um, which is quite difficult because so much has changed uh, in that time. But I'm, I'm driven partly by the sense that, that, that our students really are, are such a fascinating group of people um, and, and an awareness that, that some of them really do go out to achieve amazing things. You know, about five of them at the moment have become energy ministers in their own countries, whether it's, whether it's Ghana or whether it's Tanzania or, or Argentina or Chile and Indonesia is another one. It's quite really quite amazing. So I sense that our students shape the future. They, they have a, a special role to play. So as a teacher, I have this sense of responsibility. I, I want to make sure that I'm helping them to do the things that, that, that they'll be doing a few years from now. Thank you very much, Professor Cameron, uh, for the introduction and also thank you very much for the great work you've been doing for various students, including myself. Uh, so going back to our topic on the challenges faced by energy investors, I'd like you to tell, take us through the evolution of these challenges. I think, I think the first one in, in when it comes to hydrocarbons and minerals is, is the, the first, first challenge is that these are usually very um, large-scale, long-term projects um, that require planning for years. I mean, it could be could be ten, it could be twenty years. You you really got to do a lot of long-term planning. If it's a gas project, um, a lot of very long-term, very detailed planning um, before you can even start to develop any gas that you, that you found. So. Um, that just means legally you, you've got to produce a framework which you think, according to your calculations as an investor, is going to remain in economic terms pretty much the same for many years. That's hugely difficult because the world changes, governments come and go. So in a way you have to do a deal with a government that you hope will be stable over a very long time. And that is, is pretty difficult but you have to do it. So governments end up having to give assurances to investors or they can't 
make that kind of really big decision. Uh, and then besides the legal framework, and of course that deals more with the stabilization clauses. Yeah, yeah. Now, can we explore more on the challenges? Because I know in the past you are facing different challenges. Yes. And at the present, <clears throat> they're also facing different challenges due to various changes. Yes. Can we explore more on the challenges now? I think there may be two, two that are quite important and, 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 and really are big challenges for investors. One, at the macro level, would be that, that the long-term future of hydrocarbons um, is, is, is uncertain for the first time in many, many, many years. Many years that you, you genuinely have to ask, has hydrocarbons got a future? In 2050, will we still be needing these oil companies? And um, we don't know the answer. So in a sense, uh, some people say, yes, hydrocarbons will still be very important. And remember, there'll be a huge population um, explosion in the next few years. The number of people on the planet by 2050 will be many more. But we may have invented something else. We may have, we may be using electric cars and the power for those cars might be very cheap, so we don't need oil in, 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 uh, in transport in the way we, we do at the moment. So, so this is a future that's very uncertain, and it just means that that long-term perspective that I was telling you about, which is so important for investors, becomes a real challenge um, for them. And it's inevitably it's a challenge for governments too, because you know they're, they're having to deal with investors that are suddenly wondering, has this industry got a long-term future? The other point is in the investment regime. The investment regime is changing. The kind of the kind of security that that, that investors assumed that they would be getting um, through international treaties um, is becoming weaker. Why? Because governments feel they can't. They're under pressures from their people not to offer quite so much in terms of security to those investors. Investors are saying we need a lot of stability and governments are saying, well, we just can't tie her, our hands for 20 years. We can't do this. So, you know, they're not being nasty or, or difficult. It's just that their view about their own sovereignty now has changed and their people's view about their government's right to give away sovereign powers is, um, or to limit those sovereign powers is, is becoming a bit a bit narrower and that again that's another one of those challenges we don't really know how it's going to work out so for the investors and the governments they both have a role to play in tackling these challenges so what would the role of the state be with regard to energy investments yes i think that the key is to give the potential investor a message that, that you welcome investment and then establish a, a conversation with the investor um, or investors and try and, and try and establish relationships that, that you think will lead to a long-term economic relationship which meets your social objectives. Because the government isn't just interested in the revenue, it's interested in a lot of other benefits as well as the revenue. It's not just about revenue, it's about creating a future for all those people that are young, 
in the future. Because remember, this is, you're thinking about 10, 20, 30 years from now. So the government, the government's challenge is, is, is quite significant because it has so many different objectives and they're, they're big objectives sometimes, as well as the specific ones. For the investor, I, I, however difficult life may be, it, in a way, the number of objectives they've got is much, are much narrower. You know, they've, they've got to make money for their, for their shareholders. Um, life is, in that sense, are slightly, slightly easier to plan for. Thank you very much, Professor Cameron. Since this is our last video today, I would like Professor Cameron to just give advice to the young people out there. So what would your advice be to the young people out there, the ones who are watching you and the ones who would like to pursue a career in energy or mining sectors? What would your advice be? What are the key things they should look out for? Well, I would say get ready to be a manager of change. Understand that when it comes to hydrocarbons, it's, there's gonna, there are gonna be massive changes, but that this could actually be a lot of fun. It could be stimulating. When it comes to mining, it's a little bit different because if you think about those electric cars, they need battery technology that, and that requires lithium, cobalt, various other minerals that previously maybe we didn't pay too much attention to. But now you have to, I don't think that mining's any kind of sunset industry. I think it has a, a great future, but we have to make sure that the whole chain is much more responsible um, and that some of the practices that, that are associated with mining are, are uh, well, we, 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 some of them have to stop. And we've got to make sure that it's responsibly um, developed as an industry. With, with hydrocarbons, I think the, the challenge is a little bit more different. But these are both really exciting industries to be involved in. Um, they're going to be essential for the kind of world that we're going into. I said to you that the population is going to really, really increase, especially in the southern hemisphere. So, you know, they're going to need energy and they will need minerals. And a lot of them, we hope, are going to become wealthier or certainly more affluent in the future. So they will need more things. And we have to encourage them. Well, our graduates have to encourage the people that they go home to talk to, to, to see all this in sustainable terms and also responsible. You know, doing the right thing, doing good is very, very important. And those students must must understand that they'll feel better if they, if they do that. Thank you very much, Professor Cameron. Thank you very much for your time and also our viewers. Stay tuned, do not forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Victoria Nale. I'll be bringing you more videos concerning energy and mining. But a special thanks to Professor Cameron. He has been Thank so you. good to me. He has supervised me. He has mentored me. I know most people, they always send me messages on LinkedIn and Facebook. They're like, what drives you? How have you achieved it? But the truth is, you can't always do it on your own. We always have the special people who are behind us, people who support us. And Professor Cameron has been so good to me. He has been so dear to me. He has mentored me for a very long time and I'm grateful that he has also been able to talk to you. Professor Cameron, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for the invitation, Victoria. Thank you very much. All right, our viewers, stay tuned. Bye-bye.